We would like to welcome you to another edition of The JSL on CITR on unceded Musqueam territory right out here at UBC. And, of course, we're on the web, www.citr.ca. And my name is Gavin Walker, and, of course, I'm sure you recognize that by the uh, musical introduction that we uh, give you every week by Mr. Benny Green and company. This is the jazz show, and it's the last jazz show for the month of May, the merry month of May, uh, or so they say. <laughs> may not be merry for everybody, but uh, we hope it was merry for you. And, of course, we're going to start the show with our jazz feature this evening. We have lots of uh, other things to do. We have some tributes later on in the show to a couple of people that have um, recently departed, and uh, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But we're going to open up with um, a favorite band of mine. I, I had the privilege of hearing this band in person, and... Um, a couple of times, and I also had the privilege of interviewing the leader of the band when I was involved um, many years ago with the uh, CBC, and uh, we had a very good time, um, and I actually got a chance to uh, um, play in a jam session with, uh, with him as well, which was also um, quite a thrill for me to be able to uh, have Jack DeJanet on drums, and of course, uh, he's the leader of this band. Jack DeJanet is probably one of the most well-known contemporary drummers today. Uh, Jack is 72 years old. You'd never know it. He's uh, full of energy. He's a lot of fun to be around. He's uh, uh, just a a great personality, Uh, knows so much about the world, of course, and also... The thing about Jack is that he is deadly serious about music. And um, he's a wonderful piano player because that was his first instrument. So he's very, very familiar with the, uh, with the keyboard. He plays the melodica as well, which is kind of a, um, it's a wind instrument. You blow into this thing, but it has a keyboard on it. And uh, it's a, a very pleasant sound, actually. And, and Jack is quite a master of that. But... He is most important for his drumming. And, of course, he's most well-known for being the drummer in that incredible trio with Mr. Keith Jarrett, Gary Peacock, and Jack DeJanet. And, of course, um, his playing in in that is, uh, well, (laughs) what can I say? Um, Jack and Keith Jarrett go back a long time. Uh, They met uh, in 1966, with uh, when they were both with Charles Lloyd and Keith Jarrett was still a teenager. Jack, of course, was still a young man uh, back then. And um, they maintained their musical after the Lloyd band uh, became full of dissension and so on and, and broke apart, exploded literally. Everybody quit. Um, Jack and Keith kept their relationship, their musical uh, and friendship going. And, of course, uh, when it was time for Keith Jarrett to uh, consider forming this incredible trio that he's had since the early 80s, um, Jack DeJanet, of course, was the obvious choice on drums. But don't forget, Jack DeJanet was, um, was born in Chicago 
on August 9th, 1942. And um, he came to New York in the mid-1960s and first played with the great alto saxophonist Jackie McLean. And he is on a couple of very important Jackie McLean albums. And, of course, uh, Jack just drives the band and, and just makes those albums happen. They're, they're, they're some, of, some of Jackie's finest uh, recordings, and Jack DeJanet is the drummer. Uh, Jackie was kind of responsible for introducing uh, drummers to a lot of great leaders. And uh, one of them, of course, was Tony Williams and, and um, um, Miles, uh, with Jackie's blessing, of course, hired Tony Williams. Uh, it wasn't, <laughs> interestingly enough, um, Jackie brought uh, uh, Jack DeJanet to the forum, but he joined Charles Lloyd for several years. But Miles had his eye on, on Jack DeJanet, and when Tony Williams left the band um, in the late 60s to form his own group, who did Miles Davis pick? to play drums, none other than Jack DeJanet. And Jack appeared on a lot of important Miles records from the uh, late 60s, early 70s, and contributed mightily. Later on, uh, Jack worked with um, Stan Getz, and later on, the great pianist Bill Evans as well. And of course, Jack, um, Jack developed also his own projects, they never really went anywhere. Uh, he did some fine records for uh, Milestone Records, but um, I found the records kind of eclectic. They were scattered. They, they didn't have a purpose somehow. And uh, uh, I, rem- I remember I brought this up uh, with Jack, and, uh, and he said, Damn, you're right. They didn't have a purpose. They were all over the place, weren't they? And I said, yeah. I said, they were. There were some great moments on those records, but they were all over the place. I said, I like this band that you're with now. And this is the band we're going to hear right now on the jazz feature. And there there have been various editions of this band, but I think this particular early edition of this band was this band at its finest. And consequently enough, when this record came out, this was the first album that not only fans recognized, but critics also recognized as being a wonderful album. And uh, it was it was almost, um, a lot of them said, Jack DeJanet has finally found some direction in his own music. He's contributed to so many other people's music, but his own music now has a direction, and this band was the band that they were um, talking about. The band is called Special Edition, and this is their first album. It was recorded in March of 1979, and as I said, I had the privilege of uh, spending some time with Jack and actually hearing this band uh, live, and it was a thrill. And I also became a good friend uh, with the bass player in the band, a gentleman named Peter Warren, who is not as well known as the other guys in the band. But uh, this is uh, the music tonight on the jazz feature is edgy, it's creative, it's very modern, and um, it's angular, and it's got a lot of dynamics, and it's um, perhaps a little bit different from some of the jazz features that. Uh, we've been doing on this show. Anyway, 
Back to the music. This band, as I said, is called Special Edition. We're going to hear Mr. DeJanet on drums. We're going to hear a little bit of piano and a little bit of melodica in these compositions. We're going to hear David Murray on tenor saxophone and bass clarinet. And on alto saxophone, a great favorite of mine, he was originally from Los Angeles, and he was a legend in Los Angeles for many years um, before he came to New York and and, uh, got discovered by everybody in New York. And in Los Angeles, he was known as Black Arthur, and he was considered to be one of the most incredible alto saxophonists. Um, He dropped the name Black Arthur later on and just simply became Arthur Blythe. And uh, he is the alto saxophonist on here. He's a very unique stylist. He's got a a huge sound. And um, he's also a a wonderful musician and uh, a really uh, very quiet kind of uh, person. But uh, (laughs) what a, a tremendous alto saxophonist. I admire his playing greatly. And on bass, Peter Warren. The tunes we're going to hear... Uh, the first two tunes are by Jack DeJanet. The first one, the opening uh, tune is called One for Eric, and it's dedicated to the late, great, and legendary Eric Dolphy, and written by Jack DeJanet. The second tune is uh, one that he called the Zoot Suite, and that's it. Then tune number three and four are two wonderful compositions by John Coltrane. Tune number three is one of John Coltrane's prettiest ballads dedicated to um, an area in New York where um, his apartment, when he was living in New York, his apartment overlooked Central Park West. And Coltrane always went out there to meditate uh, and think about music and sometimes to practice. And he wrote this piece of music called Central Park West. And this is Jack DeJanet's arrangement of that beautiful um, ballad. The next tune, of course, is another Coltrane composition, and it's a little more, it's more exciting, more different, and it's called India. And the final tune is a Jack DeJanet original, uh, very spacey, um, very different, and uh, it shows Jack's original compositional mind, and it's called Journey to the Twin planet. And that closes the set. So once again, Jack DeJanette on drums, piano, and melodica leading the group. David Murray on tenor saxophone and bass clarinet. Arthur Blythe on alto saxophone. Peter Warren on bass. And we kick off our jazz feature this evening with special edition. And the first tune is One for Eric.
our jazz feature this evening. The music of drummer Jack D. Jeanette, drummer, composer, pianist, musical creator. And uh, this is from an album recorded in March of 1979 in New York City. It came out on ECM Records, and it's called Special Edition. And this was the very first um, edition of Special Edition. Um, there were later um, incarnations of this band with, with different people. But uh, as always, pursuing a course in music that was um, different, original, uh, eclectic, and edgy, and angular, and uh, embodied all kinds of different concepts. But um, there was a unity of purpose in this particular band, and um, I hope you enjoyed uh, the challenging music of Jack DeJanette. Jack DeJanette on drums, piano, and melodica, which is, of course, um, an instrument that you blow into and you, and you operate it by, via a keyboard, like a piano keyboard. On tenor saxophone and bass clarinet, David Murray, uh, one of the leading modern voices, of both of those instruments. And on alto saxophone, the incredibly distinctive and wonderful alto saxophone virtuosity of Arthur Blythe. And on bass, holding everything together, someone who had to be very flexible and uh, very accomplished, was bassist Peter Warren. The tunes we heard, uh, we opened with two Jack DeJanette Compositions. The first one was entitled One for Eric, and that, of course, was dedicated to the late, great Eric Dolphy, who left us in 1964 and uh, left a great legacy of music. And I know that uh, Jack DeJanette would have uh, loved to have uh, worked with Eric Dolphy, um, but this was his dedication to the great Mr. Dolphy. One for Eric was the first tune. The second tune was entitled The Zoot Suite, written by, again, by Jack DeJanette. Then we heard two uh, John Coltrane compositions, lesser-known compositions by Coltrane. Uh, the ballad, uh, arranged by Jack DeJanette, of course, um, featuring some interesting harmony in, with the horns, uh, was the very beautiful Central Park West, written by Coltrane. And then um, one of the most exciting tracks on the album was the next tune, which was a Coltrane composition called India. And the final piece of music was a very spacey, um, kind of futuristic piece of music called by Jack DeJanette called Journey to the Twin Planet. So that was it, and that's our jazz feature, this album entitled Special Edition. It's a latter-day classic. And, um, of course, the creative spirit of Jack DeJanette continues to live. As I said, he's 72 years old, and um, he is, of course, um, plays with Jarrett all over the world and, uh, of course, does his own projects as well. And, of course, he's one of the great master drummers and composers. The music of Jack DeJanette. We're going to be right back with some... Um, Music by Trumpeter Blue Mitchell from my very favorite album by, uh, by Blue Mitchell. And we're going to hear that after a couple of um, messages. 
Just like to remind you that you are listening to CITR FM 101.9, right out here at UBC on an unceded Musqueam territory. And, of course, we're on the web, citr.ca. Also, this is The Jazz Show, of course, and my name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back after these messages with some Blue Mitchell and Winston Kelly from a wonderful album called Blues Moods. We're going to hear about three selections from that uh, great album. So uh, don't touch that dial. Whoever said money can't buy you friends obviously wasn't a member at CITR. When you become a member, you get the Friends of CITR card with incredible discounts in the Main Street area at Antisocial Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Lucky's Comics, Neptune Records, RX Comics, Red Cat Records, the Regional Assembly of Text, the Wallflower Modern Diner, and Woo Vintage Clothing. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to citr.ca. Fire Hall Art Center's God and the Indian explores one of Canada's darkest chapters, the residential school system. Celebrated playwright Drew Hayden Taylor's black humor illuminates this heartbreaking story of a Cree woman who cannot escape her past. On from May 20th to 30th. See firehallartcenter.ca for details. have some news about the weather, which is, uh, okay, the weather's going to be all right. It's not, uh, you know, it's not summer, but it's, um, it's going to be all right. <laughs> Rest assured. Uh, tonight is uh, cloudy, of course, with a 30% chance of a shower with a low of 12. And tomorrow is going to be mainly cloudy with, again, a 30% chance of a shower um, during the day with a low of 12 and a high of 21. Wednesday looks a little better with a mix of sun and cloud with a low of 14 and a high of 22. It's getting nice and warm, though. And Thursday is going to be sunny with a low of 15 and a high of 23. Friday will be a mix of sun and cloud once again. Friday and Saturday, both will be a mix of sun and cloud with lows between 13 and highs up to 22. And one more thing I'd like to mention early in the show, um, my friend Holly Burke is a very fine musician. She leads a band called The Naturals, and um, she just got back into town. She visit, was visiting her dad, of course, who was the great uh, ex-broadcaster uh, Stanley Burke, visiting him in uh, Napanee, Ontario, and has just come back into town, and she has a gig with her band, The Naturals, uh, out in West Vancouver at the uh, delightful uh, little place called The Silk Purse. And it's uh, kind of an art gallery restaurant. And it's at 1570 Argyle Avenue in West Van. And this is uh, this coming Saturday evening. And it's at 730. 
and um, the price of admission is uh, 18 to $20, and uh, as far as I can tell from what I have uh, heard, that will include refreshments and wine. So that's not a bad <laughs> bad price when you think about it. Um, it costs between 18 and 20 bucks. Uh, great music, refreshments with some wine. Hey, what can uh, you can't lose? And uh, Holly, of course, is bringing the A band with her um, uh, with her partner Bill Runge, who's an extremely fine uh, saxophonist and a great musician. And, of course, all the other folks in her band, The Naturals. So that's it. The Silk Purse, 1570 Argyle Avenue in West Van, 730 this Saturday night. Okay, as promised, trumpeter Blue Mitchell. Blue's uh, recordings mostly were um, with in a quintet or sextet setting with other horns. And this is one of the... Uh, only recordings that he ever did in a quartet setting where he is the only horn. And this is such a great record. This is my favorite of all Blue Mitchell albums. And I'm very proud that I turned um, my dear friend, the late Ross Taggart, onto this record. Uh, he, uh, I guess he missed it because it didn't have a saxophone player on it. <laughs> because Ross, of course, was a great saxophone player, but he was also a great piano player. And his favorite piano player was Wynton Kelly. And I remember telling him about this record. I said, Wynton Kelly's on, on, on this record. He said, what? Oh, no. I want it. I want it. <laughs> Anything with Wynton Kelly. And, of course, Wynton is playing so beautifully on this album. Um it's just so. It's just such a delightful album, and it is my very favorite Blue Mitchell album. If I was going to turn anyone on to Richard Blue Mitchell, originally from Florida, this is the album that I would pick. So we're going to hear three tunes from this uh, recording. It was uh, issued on Riverside Records and produced by the redoubtable, the late great Orrin Keep News. Recorded in August of 1960 with this wonderful quartet. Uh, Blue Mitchell, of course, on trumpet, Winton Kelly on piano, Sam Jones on bass, and Detroit's own Roy Brooks on drums. We're going to hear three tunes. The first one is the opening track. It's a great standard tune, um, and it's called I'll Close My Eyes. Uh, the second tune is a beautiful ballad um, by uh, Heyman and Young called When I Fall in Love. And the final tune is... Um, co-composition between Blue Mitchell and Wynton Kelly. And it always reminds me that the title of the tune is simply called Kind of Vague, but that's kind of a mistitle because this reminds me of somebody out on the ranch riding a horse. If you, if you hear this tune, I think you'll, you'll understand what I mean. It's someone just riding slowly on a horse through this... Uh, uh, and, and just kind of thinking about life and reminiscing and looking around and so on and so forth. That's what the final tune reminds me of. And um, I think you'll see that I'm pretty close to perhaps being on on the mark when I tell you that. I, I, I usually don't like to tell you my impressions of music. I prefer to let you figure it out. But you'll hear what I mean. Anyway, the three tunes, I'll Close My Eyes, When I Fall in Love, and uh, kind of vague. So here then is the great Blue Mitchell. (laughs) 
We heard three tunes from this uh, wonderful album by Blue Mitchell, which is really the only quartet album that he recorded. And uh, it featured naturally Blue on trumpet, Winton Kelly, the co-star on piano, the great Sam Jones on bass, and Roy Brooks on drums, recorded in August of 1960 for Riverside Records from this album called Blues Moods. And we heard three tunes reflecting blues moods. Uh, The great standard, I'll Close My Eyes, of course, delightful version of that tune. And um, the second piece of music was the ballad of the set, um, the great uh, Heyman Young composition called When I Fall in Love. And the final tune, (laughs) reminding me of uh, Blue Mitchell and Winton Kelly out on the range. And uh, that tune was called Kind of Vague. And um, that was a co-composition of Blue Mitchell's and Winton Kelly's, Kind of Vague, was the final tune. There you go. I hope you enjoyed that uh, particular set. We're going to continue now with um, a piece of music with my uh, good friend Joey DeFrancesco on the Hammond organ and the late, great Grover Washington Jr. on soprano saxophone and Idris Muhammad on drums. And this is a tune put together by Grover and uh, Joey DeFrancesco done a few years ago called Old Wine, New Bottles.
Yeah, that's a nice groove. Joey DeFrancesco on the Hammond organ, the late, great Grover Washington on soprano saxophone, and of course, the wonderful Idris Mohammed on drums. And that was called Old Wine, New Bottles. And that's from an album called Organic Grooves and featured um, a couple of uh, great Hammond organ players, Joey DeFrancesco being one, and uh, Dr. Lonnie Smith is on uh, some of the other tracks on this album. It's a good one. I'm going to take you back on this tune to a legendary Four Trombones, all put together by Charles Mingus. He loved the trombone and um, picked these guys to do this particular um, recording session, live recording session, in front of an audience at the uh, Putman Central Club in New York City in Brooklyn, uh, September 18, 1953. And uh, it featured um, several, well, four of his favorite trombone players, along with John Lewis on piano and Arthur Taylor on drums, and, of course, um, Mingus on bass. And the trombone players were J.J. Johnson, Kay Winding, Benny Green, the man that does our theme song, and a young up-and-coming trombonist that uh, was working with Mingus at the time, Willie Dennis. And Willie Dennis was also studying with the great legendary Lenny Tristano. And uh, Mingus really liked uh, Dennis's um, individual approach to the trombone. But this was the first meeting of, uh, interestingly enough, um, this was the first meeting uh, of J.J. Johnson and Kay Winding. And uh, Kay Winding was, uh, was born in Denmark and raised in the United States and, of course, was one of the leading trombonists around. And Mingus loved his playing. And J.J. Johnson, of course, was the master. Um, really, J.J. Johnson was like Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie because he was the pioneer voice, modern jazz voice of the trombone. But interestingly enough, um, J.J. and Kay formed a band not long after this and uh, stayed together for a couple of years, and it was one of the most popular bands in the mid-50s, a two-trombone band, and uh, Mingus was actually responsible for putting these two guys together. So this was their first meeting. Anyway, four trombone players, and we're going to hear a great composition by Denzel Best, and it's called Move. And I'll let you know uh, the order of the soloists after we hear this piece. Here we go. Thank <laughs> you. 
Recorded way back in 1953 at the Putnam Central Club in Brooklyn, it was a group put together by Charles Mingus and uh, four of the leading trombone, modern jazz trombone players of the time. And uh, we heard, of course, uh, John Lewis at the piano, Charles Mingus, of course, on bass, Arthur Taylor on drums. And in the order of the solos, we heard J.J. Johnson first, followed by Benny Green, followed by Kay Winding, and the cleanup man in that whole set was Willie Dennis, the youngest uh, member of that trombone um, quartet. And uh, the tune, of course, was written by Denzel Best, and it's a, a modern jazz classic called Move. All right. We're going to pay tribute next to a gentleman who uh, lived in Detroit most of his life. He passed away yesterday at the age of 78, and he had been suffering from various uh, heart problems and respiratory problems and so on. One of the greatest trumpet players and one of the most respected musicians, and he wasn't as well-known as he should be, but uh, he was one of those people that... uh, Uh, made the Detroit jazz scene what it was. He didn't travel very much, and um, uh, I know that Mingus wanted to use him, but uh, he was the gentleman in question was reluctant to uh, go on the road and 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 do stuff because he had uh, he was teaching and he had uh, all kinds of gigs in Detroit. He was born on June the twelfth, nineteen thirty-six, in Chester, Pennsylvania but spent most of his life in Detroit. And I'm talking about the late Marcus Belgrave. Marcus uh, died yesterday. Uh, As I said, he was 78 years old, and he had suffered for years. uh, For the last 10 years of his life, he was carrying around one of those oxygen things and dragging that around too, but still playing and still inspiring people. And the thing about Marcus Belgrave is because he chose to stay in Detroit, he recorded for um, several small labels, and, and uh, these records are, are not exactly the easiest thing to get. And um, he, he did very little recording for uh, major jazz labels, which is kind of sad because he was, um, you mentioned Marcus Belgrave to any trumpet player, and they said, oh, man, that
Well, I have a confession to make here. <laughs> yes, yes, sometimes, you know, well, I have to admit that I did make a mistake. And I actually programmed the wrong piece of music, and um, those weren't <laughs> the people that I talked about. Uh, this is from another album, um, but it's a delightful track, and uh, so I'm not really ashamed of my mistake, but I will correct uh, the personnel on what we just heard. What we just heard was a Ronnie Matthews composition called The Thang from a very rare album that he did called Doing the Thang. And um, that was not Marcus Belgrave on trumpet, the gentleman that I was paying tribute to. We're going to hear that in the next track. Uh, that was Freddie Hubbard on trumpet. And um, as soon as I heard the baritone saxophone of Charles Davis on here, I realized, whoops, you made a mistake. You programmed the wrong track. The people involved on this track, as I said, Ronnie Matthews on piano, Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, Charles Davis on baritone saxophone, Eddie Kahn on bass, and Albert Tootie Heath on drums. And that was The Thang, the title track from Ronnie Matthews' album. Now we're going to go to um, the album that I mentioned with the late, great Marcus Belgrave, um, Roland Alexander on tenor saxophone, the leader, Marcus, of course, on trumpet, Ronnie Matthews on piano, Gene Taylor on bass, and Scobie Stroman on drums, and the tunes that I mentioned and we're going to do for you, uh, begin our three-tune set with a tune called Lil's Blues. And uh, I'll make sure that uh, this is uh, properly programmed, and this is what we're going to hear. Okay. Mind you, that was a pretty neat mistake. Okay? <laughs> I don't mind that at all. That a nice piece of music that we heard. All right, here's Lil's Blues with the late, great Marcus Belgrave.
All right. One more thing is my good friend Ken Speller, who uh, not only teaches music, and he comes to your home to actually teach, and uh, that's all part of the package, and he's a great teacher uh, of woodwind instruments, saxophone, flute, clarinet, etc., etc., very astute, and of course he is a wonderful repairman as well, and he does all the repairs from his home. He has a whole shop right in his house, right in his apartment, so he keeps his costs very, very reasonable. And he can be reached. He's in the uh, 13th and Lonsdale area of North Vancouver, and he's there at 778-800-1933, or kspeller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. That's kspeller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. So there you go. All right, Abdullah Ibrahim is coming to Vancouver with a very special um, band, and um, his concert will be at the uh, Vogue Theater. It'll be a, a Sunday night. And uh, But I, I'd just like to play you a couple of tracks from this great album, which was really his first uh, domestically issued album. It came out on the Reprise label. It was recorded in Paris in February of 1963 after he left South Africa uh, with his two musicians, Johnny Gertze, the bassist, and Mikhaya Nachoko on drums. That formed the trio. And of course, he was known at by his original name as Dollar Brand at the time before he um, converted to Islam and became Abdullah Ibrahim. Anyhow, um, the title of the album was Duke Ellington Presents the Dollar Brand Trio. That's the name of the album. We're going to hear the first tune called Dollar's Dance. And the second tune is dedicated to one of the great South African musicians, Kipi Motseki, who was the Charlie Parker of South Africa, great alto saxophonist. That's the second tune. And the third tune is an actual Thelonious Monk composition called Brilliant Corners. Very famous monk tune. So here then, three tunes by a gentleman who was known as Abdullah Ibrahim, was then known as Dollar Brand, and hear his music with his trio, beginning with Dollar's Dance. I'm just going to switch uh, CD player. There's something weird happened there, and hopefully it will play on uh, another player. This kind of strange. Well, of course, this is Mercury retrograde. Things like this happen, and uh, I'm just uh, quickly making the switch, and uh, we should get into the music in two seconds. <laughs> so here we go. Yeah, sometimes these things happen. You never know. All right, here we go.
That, of course, was Abdullah Ibrahim, better known uh, back in the day as Dollar Brand. And that was from his very first album uh, that was domestically issued and called Duke Ellington Presents the Dollar Brand Trio. And that was all recorded in Paris in February of 1963. And we heard three tunes from that album. The people involved, of course, uh, Dollar Brand on piano, uh, a.k.a. Abdullah Ibrahim, who is coming to this year's Vancouver International Jazz Festival with a, a new um, kind of trio. And uh, right here, he was appearing with... Uh, his South African buddies Johnny Gertze on bass and Mikaya Nachoko on drums. And we heard three tunes. Um, the first one was, of course, his original called Dollars Dance, uh, followed by another original dedicated to the great alto saxophonist Kippy Motseki called simply Kippy, and finally a Thelonious Monk composition, one of his most difficult and challenging, called Brilliant Corners, and played beautifully by Dollar Brand. And of course, Monk was uh, Dollar Brand's favorite uh, American pianist and uh, a gentleman who inspired um, his music was Thelonious Monk. (laughs) Better get my pronunciation there. I could hardly say Thelonious Monk. I'll say it again. Uh, You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR. FM 101.9, right out here at UBC on unceded Musqueam territory. And we're also on the web, www.citr.ca. And my name's Gavin Walker, and this is The Jazz Show. We've got another trio this time for a few tunes. And this is a trio called The Pole Winners. And... They were um, a cooperative band, including the great Barney Kessel on guitar, Ray Brown on bass, and Shelly Mann on drums. And, of course, they all won um, jazz polls. They were all at the top of the game. Barney Kessel was everyone's favorite guitarist at the time. Ray Brown, of course, was the the major bass player. Um, He, of course, had worked with Oscar Peterson for so many years. And Shelley Mann is considered one of the great jazz drummers. And so they formed this little uh, band, made a whole series of albums, and, and called themselves The Pole Winners. And uh, this is from an album called The Pole Winners Ride Again, and it was done in Los Angeles in 1958. Uh, we're going to hear a few tunes from there. One of the, um, the opening tune is a Barney Kessel tune called simply Be Deedle Doo. That's the title of the tune. And, um, well, of course, it reflects what the melody is all about. The second tune is a famous tune that Dean Martin made famous and um, was known as Volare. Yeah, Nel Blue di Pinto di Blue, uh, written by uh, Domenico Modugno. And uh, Volare, of course, it was a a pop tune of the day. And um, then we're going to hear a tune um, following that called When the Red Red Robin Comes Bob-Bob-Bobbing Along, an old pop tune from the 40s. All right, so here then is the Pole Winners 3. Barney Kessel on guitar, Ray Brown on bass, Shelley Mann on drums.
The players are uh, certainly acting up this evening. It must be, uh, it, it has to be, <laughs> those of you that understand astrology, it has to be Mercury retrograde. Uh, we'll try this on another CD player. I'm sure it's going to work properly. I hope. We'll see. One never knows, do one, as uh, Fats Waller would say. All right, here we go. That's not going to work either. Uh, I guess you never know with uh, with discs. Sometimes they uh, they work beautifully, and at other times they don't. And why we don't know. So I'm going to uh, program something else for you, and uh, we'll see if we can't uh, get that together um, in a moment. And meanwhile, I had nothing uh, readily planned, but uh, it won't be long, and we'll get something together almost right away. And All right, we're going to give this a try. This is uh, um, Illinois Jaquette and a whole group of musicians, uh, including Roy Eldridge on trumpet, Jimmy Jones on piano, Ray Brown on bass, Herb Ellis on guitar, and Joe Jones on drums. A nice relaxed thing called the Las Vegas Blues. And uh, we'll see if we can't get that Barney Kessel thing going in a minute. We'll check that out. Hopefully this will work okay. Here we go. Thank you. 
Thank you. 
Well, we heard a couple of uh, very distinctive tenor saxophonists with uh, French names. Uh, the first one, of course, was uh, Eleanor Jacquette, and uh, this is from a wonderful album called Swings the Thing, and... Monsieur Jacquette was featured with Roy Eldridge on trumpet, Jimmy Jones on piano, Ray Brown on bass, Herb Ellis on guitar, and Papa Joe Jones on drums, and we heard the Las Vegas blues. Then we followed that with a gentleman with a French name from Denver, Paul Quinichet, and a very distinctive uh, tenor saxophonist he was, and from an album called Four Basie, and of course it's really in the Basie tradition and we heard Paul Quinichet on tenor saxophone, Shad Collins on trumpet, Nat Pierce on piano, Freddie Green on guitar, Walter Page on bass, and Papa Joe Jones once again on drums. And Green, Page, and Jones made up the All-American Rhythm section. That was a tune written by Basie and Harry Edison called Jive at Five. And I tested out that Barney Kessel record that I tried to uh, play earlier, and of course it just doesn't work on any of the CDs. So we'll figure out uh, how to play it um, and present it some some other time. Uh, not this evening, because it ain't going to work for some reason. That's strange CDs. Some of them work, some of them don't, some of them mess up, you know, this kind of thing. You never know. And uh, that's what happens. And of course, being live radio, <laughs> there's no going back. Anyhow, We'll try and do that uh, on a future show with uh, Barney Kessel and the poll winners. Meanwhile, we're going to close the show, not with our theme, but by the same guys. But this is the second tune on this uh, great album, Soul Stirrings. And uh, the title track is our theme song, of course. And um, we're going to play the second tune on this album. It's called We Want to Cook. And it features, uh, again, a band vocal. Um, or a band chant, and the uh, composer of the tune is Benny Green, and uh, Mr. Green on trombone, uh, two great tenor saxophonists, Gene Ammons and Billy Root, and on piano, Sonny Clark, on bass, Ike Isaacs, and on drums, Elvin Jones. So everybody gets a chance on this tune, and um, that's going to be it for the jazz show for the month of May. We'll be back... um, June the 1st with uh, another show. But anyway, here's We Want to Cook. Thank you. 
yeah, we want to cook. And uh, that's from uh, the album that we take our theme from. And, of course, all the same people. The uh, composer of that was Benny Green, and, of course, the band did the uh, the vocal. And Benny on trombone, Gene Ammons was the first tenor saxophonist, followed by Billy Root, who was the second. And the rhythm section, Sonny Clark on the piano, Ike Isaacs on bass, and Elvin Jones on drums. And that's it for the jazz show. And we're going to uh, be back next week, June the 1st. Yeah, the merry month of June or whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Um, just like to remind you that, um, and thank you very much for listening as well. Uh, on behalf of myself, Gavin Walker, and the jazz show, and of course, CITR broadcasting from right out here at the University of British Columbia on unceded Musqueam territory. And we're on 101.9, as if you didn't know that already, but uh, we'd like to remind you. And of course, uh, we're also on the web, which is citr.ca. Anyway, once again, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in seven days' time. Bye for now. Take care. Ba-do-ba-dee-oo-doo-wee Ba-do-ba-dee-oo-doo-wee